You're listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. What is in your mug? What's in my mug is the Grande Caramel Brulee Latte Iced. Iced. Yes, I'm drinking iced coffee in the wintertime. Manja business. Mind your business, baby. <laughs> and then we also just have a bottle of water here. So mentally and emotionally, what's in my mug is that I am keeping up with the holidays, even though life has been moving this year. I cannot believe that we are so close to 2024. Honestly, by the time you hear this episode, we might actually be in 2024 or it might be the 31st and tomorrow is 2024. Like... Whatever the case is, honey, life is lifing, okay? It's lifing on us. But as I said in my stories, I fight back, okay? (laughs) Anybody else fight back? Anybody else? Okay, all right, cool. I am so excited to be chatting with you today about purpose-driven leadership for ambitious, creative women. Now, we got to talk about this because it's so many women who feel, based on societal standards, that we have to compromise who we are as women and what we believe in order to be in leadership. And that's a lie. Okay? It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. (laughs) Uh, I just like being silly on the podcast, y'all. Anyway, um, if it's not us compromising our values and our integrity and what we believe, then we are catching hell for being ambitious women who also desire great relationships, who also desire to create impact, who also be in our bag, honey. It's possible to be in your bag, to honor your values and to honor God all at once. You know, that that's a, That's a combo right there. It's a world changing combo and it's possible. So we need to take a holistic approach to leadership. But before we talk about purpose in leadership, it's important to understand what people mean when they say purpose, because purpose is one of those words that's just kind of floating around and everybody talks about purpose, but who even really knows what we're talking about when we're talking about purpose, right? So y'all know me, I'm a words girl. I'm gonna give it to you um, according to the dictionary first, and then we're gonna tease it apart. So purpose, according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary, is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists or have as one's intention or objective. So again, something is done or created for the reason something exists or to have one's intention or objective. And I think we overcomplicate purpose way too often. As Christians, and I have to say, 
it this way because not everybody who listens to this podcast is a Christian. But if you're not a Christian and you listen to this podcast, shout out to you. We have love for you. This is a safe space for you as well to learn, grow, thrive, be um, thrust into your next level. We're here for you. Okay, but from a Christian standpoint, we know that our purpose is to know and follow hard after Christ or to be his disciple. But the expression of that purpose is unique to every individual. And honestly, it's not that complicated. It's not, it's not, it's not that complicated. I know, I know what the folks then told you. I know what you done read. I know what you done heard. It's really not that complicated. And I think that I used to feel some of the same confusion. So let's break it down. There are things that you are naturally drawn to that align with your purpose. And so many times we can lose sight of our purpose because we're afraid to be ourselves and we're afraid to lean into our gifts. If we are talking about my purpose as an example, the expression of my purpose has always been to encourage, to uplift, to influence, and to activate things in other people. The expression of that purpose has shifted based on the time period of my life that I was in and the place that I was in. Because, you know, we got permission to grow, to change. Our moods be mooding. They be doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? So the expression of that purpose is different based on who I was at that time. For example, in high school, this came as encouraging or inspiring words. But in college, it came as encouraging words also. But I had the ability by then to create programs to serve at-risk youth and activating something in them. So the activation piece was in addition to the encouraging and inspiring. In my work as an HIV educator and test counselor, activating something in people happened, activating hope in them happened when they got some of the worst news of their lives. Being in that moment for them, creating a safe space for them, letting them know that even though you've heard all these horrible things about HIV, even though, you know, there are all these myths out there about HIV, actually, you're going to be okay. Actually, if you stick to this regimen, it's okay. Actually, you can go on to live a pretty routine life. There are just certain precautions that you have to take. So that encouraging inspiration, that activating has always been there. Um, it came in me as a school therapist and private practice therapist. And now as a vision architect and executive leadership consultant, activating purpose in other women by again, creating safe spaces. So learning how to create safe spaces to continue to allow my gift to flourish from, from middle school to high school, to college, to after college, to where I am today, all of it has been building on the purpose. All of it has been a centralized theme that is tied into the expression of my purpose. How do I draw people? How do I uh, walk in my purpose? What is the thing that I'm drawn to? What is the thing that I'm gifted at? I can remember that uh, when I was in college or maybe had just graduated college, I was like addicted to my planner. I loved my planner and I still do. And y'all know that if y'all listen to this podcast or you follow me over on social media and somebody said to me like, 
man, girl, you live in that planner. Like, do you know that life happens outside of a planner? Everything can't go in a planner. And that really discouraged me. And it made me feel like I was weird. Like no one valued the fact that I planned stuff in advance, that my attention to detail was unnecessary, unneeded, you know, or not needed, all those things in between. And I stepped away from my planner for a while. And y'all know what happened? Complete and utter chaos. <laughs> okay, not complete and utter chaos, but some form of chaos because I'm just a person who lives by a planner, okay? And so when I finally came back to the planner and started using it again, I came to understand that it wasn't that I needed to stop planning. It was that that person maybe could not execute their plans as well as I could. And so for them, yeah, maybe a planner was a hindrance. But for me, my gift was tucked inside of that planner. Why do I say that? Because I built a company, you know, that is going in its eighth year and then a second company that's already going into its fourth year, which is so crazy to me. And it started as an idea in my notebook. It started in my planner. It started as a dream and expounding upon that dream. And you need, as a person who does like strategic planning and um, executive consulting for corporations or people in leadership, like people in leadership are responsible for a lot of people. And with that, you have to take a bird's eye view or a large or high level approach to things. You have to be able to see things that the average person is not paying attention to. And what is that? What's the core of that? The core of that is planning in advance. So my gift was tucked in the planner, honey. It was tucked there. I could even remember being in high school and like filling out fake paperwork for my imaginary kids. And I don't know. Did y'all used to do that? Did you do that? Let me know if you did that in the comments below. And, and you know, if you didn't do that, it's okay. It's okay. But, you know, I just used to do that. I, I've always loved to write. But that is how much a part of me it was to plan things, to write things down, to um, see things. And it just so happened that I was created that way on purpose to help other people see things for themselves, to help other people take their thoughts from a piece of paper and plan it out detail by detail to see their vision come to life. And the expression of my purpose can't get any clearer than that, okay? <laughs> so purpose in the context of leadership is of course the role that you're paid to do and the reason why you're there, but there should also be an internal purpose that motivates you to do the work that you do. So going back to my example uh, in my purpose as a school social worker, obviously my purpose was to do the job of a school social worker, but my personal internal mission was to change people's lives, to change how the students saw themselves, to change what they believed was possible for them, and so much more. I wanted to, I think I've always been about creating safe spaces for people. 
Uh, because I think that doesn't happen enough, right? We have so many bullies, so many people that pick on people, talk about people, do the most, and and everybody just want to be loved. That's it. They just want a sense of belonging. They just want to know that someone cares for them. And so I always wanted to do that for my students, and I do that for people who come into my office, and I do that for uh, people whose vision I help bring to life. Like it is so imperative to just create that safe space, and for me. The impact is also about integrity and respect, respect for who a person is, respect for where they are, respect for their life story, um, respect for their quirks, their weird things, respect for them, but also integrity, like honoring them and being kind to them and loving on them and showing just compassion to them. Those are part of my core values. And so everything that I do comes from that place. Everything that I, every program I host, every workshop, every time I'm talking to somebody anywhere, that's where it comes from because that is my intention. That is what I seek to provide. And there is so much power in purpose-filled leadership. I had a client who was offered a promotion in her job and she was debating on taking it or not because she couldn't see how this promotion aligned with her personal mission. And she couldn't see this because she was looking at the way that other people did it in the past. And, you know, I asked her in our session, I said, what would you do if you were in charge and you could write this position the way that you saw it? And she said, well, I would lead with compassion and I would implement a couple of things differently. And those things was to merge the job that she was hired for. She was really, really good with numbers. So that's why they hired her with her own personal mission of showing people compassion in this numbers world. And I said, okay, let's do that then. What's stopping you from doing that? Because you are hired for this role, but it doesn't mean you can't also bring this gift to the role. Then we worked through her thoughts around what it would look like for her to do purpose-filled work in the role and how she could merge the role she was being paid to do with the mission she felt led to do. Once we worked through that, we processed her emotions. We got to the core of what she was trying to provide. Spoiler alert, she killed the position. And a year later, she got another promotion. And this promotion that she got was more in alignment with what she was seeking. So she was hired to do this specific job. She brought her purpose. She brought the expression of her purpose and her ideas, merged it with the job she was being paid to do. And then guess what? A job that she was more appropriate for, in her mind, popped up a year later and she got it. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Purpose work. Purpose work. <laughs> so it is entirely possible to be a purpose-driven leader and still be in alignment with the organization's mission and vision. But in order to do that, you have got to balance your ambition and your well-being in the process. So many times we think, oh, when I get to insert dreamy point of impact, then I'll start insert wellness goal. But in reality, you've got to start protecting your well-being and pouring into yourself now so you actually make it to the next level of living. Now, 
hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I already hear you. I already hear you. Before you tell me, yeah, Dr. Hood, that sounds good, but I'm struggling to find the balance and the time. I want you to be open with me for a second here, okay? Like, hold out your hand and just be ready to like accept that this is a possibility for you, okay? I want the gift that I'm about to give you, I want you to be okay with it being true in this moment, okay? I want you to know that it's possible to live a lifestyle of wellness right now, exactly where you are today. I know there's a lot of thoughts that are coming up, but remember we're accepting this in our hand as if it is true. It takes being intentional. You don't run a marathon overnight. You cannot expect someone who has never run before to be able to run 13 miles overnight. 26 miles. You, you can't expect that of a person. So we start with baby steps. We build up to one mile, then two miles, then three miles, then four, and on and on and on. And the same is true of your wellness. So let's talk practical ways to maintain your well-being while you are pursuing ambitious goals. I want you to consider what your top priorities are when it comes to wellness. I'm going to say your top three needs. So for me, I've learned as I've gotten older, sleep is a priority. I am literally not the same version of myself if I do not get sleep. I also have a lot more interactions with people. And so me as an introvert, I need solitude and rest. And yes, I'm an introvert. I don't care what y'all see on my stories. I don't care what you see on this podcast. I am an introvert. I am. It is so true. I had somebody that um, I've been friends with. She's a relatively new friend, but, you know, um, then again, not really. Like we've known each other probably about seven, eight years or a little bit more than that. But our, our friendship has grown closer. And so she's only ever been to like my events or things that I'm hosting. And so I had the privilege of like going to one of her Christmas parties this year. And I was kind of like tucked. And she's like, I am so surprised that you're tucked back here. Like, this is so strange to me. I've never seen you this way. I said, I told you I'm an introvert. If it's not something that God is calling me to come to the forefront and be brave and put myself out there for, I'm in the back. I'm in the back, yo. Like, don't. I'll holler at you. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm still present, but I don't have to be in the spotlight. So I've noticed that I have to prioritize my solitude and my rest. I need decompression time. So sleep and decompression time are two areas of wellness that I focus on regularly building myself up in. Yours will be different from mine, possibly, right? We got to talk about, before we end this episode, how the role of your mindset plays into this, right? Because you're you're going to let your mind tell you that you can't establish a wellness routine right now. And that's not true. Having an abundant mindset helps you to see what's possible for you right now. If the repetitive thought in your head is, I'll never have enough time, then you'll never have enough time. An alternative thought for you, another gift, so maybe open up your other hand, is where can I create the time? Where can I create the time? And when we're talking about building, we could be talking about five minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. You have five to 15 minutes a day to set aside for yourself. And I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, doing some deep breathing or meditation. If that's not what works for you, I'm talking about 
taking intentional time to pour into yourself, okay? Because at this stage of leadership, where you're at, even where you are in life, some point in time, there is a shift from saving money on things to saving time on things. But both require the belief that it's actually possible to shift. So what are you going to choose to believe is possible for you? Where can you create time and space for wellness? Doesn't have to be overcomplicated, but if you are feeling burned out, it's because you're going too hard in the paint. I want to encourage you to reflect on your own journey as a leader. Even if you don't see yourself as a leader, I guarantee that you have some sort of influence in some sphere and in your relationships. And I'd love to know, what's been your experiences? What questions do you have about purpose-filled leadership? I'd love to start a conversation in the comments, or you can tag me on social media and I'll respond back. Do you have any tips about what it's been like for you as a purpose-filled leader? Leave those in the comments too for maybe people who are new to leadership roles and want to have this discussion. Welcome back for another What I've Been Loving. Now, you guys already know we love our handy-dandy Samsung tablet, <laughs> Samsung Nation over here, okay? But uh, I think I've shared with you before that I was using JNotes to plan my, like, as my digital planner. Here's JNotes, yellow screen. They are pretty much the best planner for Samsung Nation and Android planners or have been. But the one thing that they're missing is syncing between devices. And that's important for somebody like me because like, yeah, I plan on here, but also sometimes I just want to pull out my phone and look at it. So a device or an app that I've been loving is Note In app. Note In handwriting right here. Can y'all see that? Yeah. So they have merging, they support merging between Google Sync or Google Drive. So I can do a note there and it comes on my phone. And again, for somebody like me, I need things that help simplify my life, simplify my routines, simplify my systems. And so having access to my planner on my phone, but also my tablet, top tier, honey, top tier. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed today's episode, you already know what to do. Share the love, share with your mama, share with your auntie, share with your best friend, and then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. Well, that's all I have for you this week. I'll see you out in these social media streets. Bye.